0: The Hobbit by J.R.R. R. Tolkien Chapter 16 A thief in the night the passed slowly and wearily. Many of the doors spent their time pilling and ordering the treasure, and now Thorin spoke of the arkenstone of Thrain and bade them eagerly to look for it in every corner. For the arkenstone of my father, he said, is worth more than a river of gold in itself, and to me it is beyond price. That that stone of all the treasure I name unto myself, and I will be a vent on anyone who finds it and withholds it. Bilbo heard these words, and he grew afraid, wondering what would happen if the stone was found, wrapped in an old bundle of tattered ornaments that he used as a pillow. All the same, he did not speak of it, for as the weariness of the days grew heavier, the beginnings of a plan had come into his little head. Things had gone on like this for some time, when the ravens brought news that Dane and more than five hundred dwarves hurrying from I, from the Iron Hills were now within about two days' march of Dale, coming from the northeast. But they cannot reach the mountain unmarked, said Roak, and I fear lest there be battle in the valley. I do not call this council good. Though there are a grim folk, they have not likely to overcome the host that bests you. And even if they did so, what will you gain? Winter and snow was hastening behind them. And how shall how shall you feed? How shall you be fed without the friendship and goodwill of the lands with, about you? The treasure is likely to be your death, though so the dragon is no more. But Thorn was not moved. Winter and snow will bite both men and elves, he said, and they may find their dwelling in the waste of grievous to bear. With my friends behind them and winter upon them, they will perhaps be in a softer mood to parley with. That night Bilbo made up his mind. The sky was black and moonless as soon as it as soon as it was dark, Full dark, he went to a corner of an inner chamber, just within the gate, and drew from his bundle a rope, and also the arkenstone wrapped in a rag. Then he climbed to the top of the wall. Only Bomber was there, for it was his turn to watch, and the dwarfs kept only one watchman at a time. It is mighty cold, said Bomber. I wish we could have a fire up here, as they have in the camp. It is warm enough inside, said Bilbo. I dare say, but I am bound here till midnight," grumbled the fat dwarf. "A sorry business altogether. Not that I venture to disagree with Thorin. May his beard grow ever longer! Yet he was ever a dwarf with a stiff neck. Not as long as, not as stiff as my legs," said Bilbo. "I am tired of stairs and stone passages. I would give a good deal for the feel of grass at my toes. I would give a good deal for the feel of a strong drink in my throat." and for a soft bed after a good supper. I can't give you those while the siege is going on, but it is long since I watched, and I will take your turn for you, if you like. There is no sleep in me tonight. You are a good fellow, Mr. Baggins, and I will take your offer kindly. If there should be anything to know, ruse me first, mind you. I will lie in the inner chamber to the left, not far away. Off you go, said Bilbo. I will wake you at midnight, and you can what? Wake the next watchman. As soon as Bomber had gone, Bilbo put on his ring, fastened his rope, slipped down over the wall, and was gone. He had about five hours before him. Bomber would sleep. He could sleep at any time. And ever since the adventure in the forest, he was always trying to recapture the beautiful dreams he had then. And all, and all the others were busy with thorns. It was unlikely that any, even Philly or Killy, would come out on the wall until it was their turn it was very dark in the road after a while when he left the newly made path and climbed down towards the lower course of the stream was strange to him at last he came to the bend where he had to cross the water if he was to make for the for the camp as he wished the bed of the stream was there shallow but already broad and fording it in the dark was not easy for the little hobbit he was nearly across when he missed his footing on a round stone and fell into the cold water with a splash. He had barely scrambled out on the far bank, shivering and spluttering, when he came el- when up came elves in the gloom with bright lanterns and searched for the cause of the noise. That was no fish, one said. There is a spy about us, hydrolites. They will help him more than us if it is that queer little creature that is said to be their servant. Servant indeed, snorted Bilbo. In the middle of his snort, he sneezed loudly, and the elves immediately gathered towards the sound. Let's have a light, he said. I am here if you want me, and he slipped off his ring and popped from behind a rock. They seized him quickly in spite of their surprise. Who are you? Are you the dwarf's habit? What are you doing? How did you get so far past our sentinels? they asked one after another. I am Bobo Baggins, he answered, companion of Thorn. if you want to know. I know your king well by sight, though perhaps he doesn't know me to look at. But Bob will remember me, and it is God I particularly want to see. Indeed, said they, and what may be your business? Whatever it is, it's my own, my good elves. But if you wish ever to get back to your own woods from this... "'Cold, cheerless place,' he answered, shivering. "'You will take me along quick to a fire where I can dry, "'and then you will let me speak to your chiefs as quick as may be. "'I have only an hour or two to spare.'" That is how it came about that some two hours after his escape from the gate, Bilbo was sitting beside a warm fire in front of a large tent, and there sat two, gazing curiously at him, both the elven king and bard. A hobbit in elvish armor, Partly wrapped in an old blanket with something new to them, really, you know Bilbo said in his best business manner, things are impossible, personally, I am tired of this of the whole affair. I wish I was back in the West in my own home, where folk were are more reasonable, but I have an interest in this matter, one fourteenth share to be precise, according to a letter which unf- which fortunately, fortunately, I believe I have kept. He drew from a pocket in his old jacket but he still wore it over his mail, crumpled and much folded, Thorne's letter that had been put under the cloak on his mantelpiece in May. a share in the profits, mind you, he went on. I am aware of that. Personally, I am only too ready to consider all your claims carefully and deduct what is right from the total before putting in my own claim. However, you don't know Thorn Oakenshield as well as I do now. I assure you, he is quite ready to sit on a heap of gold and starve as long as you sit here. Well, let him, said Bard. Such a fool deserves to starve. Quite so, said Bilbo. I see your point of view. At the same time, winter's coming fast. Before long, you will be having snow and whatnot, and supplies will be difficult, even for elves, I imagine, and there will be other difficulties. You have not heard of Dane in the doors of the Iron Hills. "'We have, a long time ago, but what has he got to do with us?' said the king. "'I thought as much. I see I have some information you have not got. "'Dane, I may tell you, is now less than two days' march-off "'and has at least five hundred grim dwarves with him. "'A good many of them had, have had experience in the dreadful dwarf and goblin wars, "'of which we have no doubt heard. "'When they arrive, there may be serious trouble.' why do you tell us this are you betraying your friends or are you threatening us said bard grimly my bard dear squeaked bilbo don't be so hasty i never met suspicious folk i am merely trying to avoid trouble for all concerned now i'll make you an offer let us hear it they said you may see it said he it is this and he drew forth the arkenstone and threw away the wrapping The Elven King himself, whose eyes were used to things of wonder and beauty, stood up in amazement. Even Bard gazed marveling at it in silence. It was as if a globe had been filled with moonlight and hung before them in a net woven of the glint of frosty stones. "'This is the Arkenstone of Thrain,' said Bilbo, "'the heart of the mountain, and it is also the heart of Thorin. "'He values it above a river of gold. "'I give it to you. "'It will aid you in your bargaining.' Then will not without a shudder, shudder, not without a glance of longing, handed the marvelous stone to Bard, and he held it in his hand, as though dazed. But how is it yours to give, he asked, at last, with an effort. Oh, well, said the hobbit comfortably. It isn't exactly, but, well, I am willing to let it stand against all my claim, don't you know? I may be a burglar, or so they say. Personally, I never really felt like one, but I am an honest one, I hope more or less. Anyway, I'm going back now, and the dwarves can do what they like to me. I hope you will find it useful. The other came looked at Bilbo with a new wonder. Bilbo Baggins, he said. You are more worthy to the wear the armor of elf princes than many that have looked more com- 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 comely in. <sighs> Sorry. But I wonder if Thorn Oakenshield will see it so. "'I have more knowledge of dwarves in general than you have, perhaps. "'I advise you to remain with us, and here you shall be honored and thrice welcome.' "'Thank you very much, I am sure,' said Bilbo with a bow. bow. "'But I don't think I ought to leave my friends like this. "'After all, we have gone through together, "'and I promised to wake old Bomber at midnight, too. "'Really, I must be going, and quickly.' Nothing they could say would stop him, so an escort was provided for him. And as he went, both the king and bard saluted him with honor. As they passed through the camp, an old man wrapped in a dark cloak rose from a tent door where he was sitting and came towards them. Well done, Mr. Baggins, he said, clapping Bilbo on the back. There is always more about you than anyone expects. It was Gandalf. For the first time for many a day, Bilbo was really delighted but there was no time for all the questions that he immediately wished to ask all in good time said gandalf things are drawing towards the end now unless i am mistaken there is an unpleasant time just in front of you but keep your heart up you may come through all right there is news brewing that even the ravens have not ra- ravens have not heard good night puzzled but cheered bilbo hurried on he was guided to a safe ford and set across dry, and then he said farewell to the elves and climbed carefully back towards the gate. Great weariness began to come over him, but it was as well before midnight when he clambered up the rope again. It was still where he had left it. He untied it and hid it, and then he sat down on the wall and wondered anxiously what would happen next. At midnight he woke up Bomber and then in turn rolled himself up in his corner, without listening to the old dwarf's thanks, which he felt he had hardly earned. He was soon fast asleep, forgetting all his worries till the morning. As a matter of fact, he was dreaming of eggs and bacon. Thank you for listening to my audio book of The Hobbit by J.R.R. R. Tolkien. Um, I Again, I am sorry for any mispronunciations, and I'll be uploading the next chapter on the scheduled day.